Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Explore secrets of the universe with show host, Sherry Sage Zimmerman. Navigate between the worlds of both the physical and the spiritual planes of existence. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another great show, Secrets of the Universe. Um, I'm really excited. Of course, we have another great show with um, a new guest. But before we get started, there's a few things I just want to um, share with everyone. Um, just some new stuff going on. One, um, I am going to be incorporating some Oracle cards into each show because I really love Oracle cards. Um, most of you that know me know I've been doing tarot for 30 years. I also do astrology, but tarot has been one of my biggest things that I do. Um, but I'm going to be incorporating Oracle cards just because I think they're really helpful for just a short message. So I am going to do that. And we'll do that actually in a few minutes. Um, also, for those of you who enjoy the show, would like to donate to my particular show, Secrets of the Universe, it doesn't matter the amount, whether it's a couple dollars or five or ten, it, it really whatever you feel like you want to give. Um, I just like to keep promoting the show. And I want to, um, for any donation that you make, no matter how great or small, I will be putting you on a list where I've been doing tarot readings. Um, they're just mini tarot readings, about a 15-minute reading um, on my shows from time to time. So your name will be put on a list to get a live reading on my show. So if you keep watching and your name comes up during uh, one of those shows, you will be getting a reading. So that's one thing. And uh, I want to talk real quick about our new guest, who she is a astrologer, hypnotherapist, Reiki, uh, Reiki master, and does shamanic work. She does so much. We're going to get to her in one minute after we just do a quick, uh, re just a real quick message from one of the um, cards today and the deck that I'm doing 
is actually the deck of angels and ancestors. It's a really cool deck with really great artwork. And I just wanted to pull a card for today's show to begin. And at the end of the show, we'll be pulling a blessing card to end the show. So I'm going to pull a card. And what we have here is the card of the shapeshifter. So this card, um, I'm just going to give you a very brief meaning of what the shapeshifter is. Um, you know, it's funny because that word and that terminology seems to be coming up a lot lately in a lot of circles that um, I'm a part of and just different things that I've been hearing about uh, shapeshifting. So I don't know how many people are familiar with that terminology. Um, it's very interesting. I'll let you Google it. Um, the message that it says here is take your time and focus on developing your gifts and strengths. So um, that's a short little message. The extended message is you may have been through many challenges and lows, but now you are in a space of transformation. You are moving beyond your past challenges and honing your current strengths. There are opportunities for you to discover and rediscover the gifts and talents that you were born with and born to share. Um, there is a lot more to that message. I just wanted to put out there a message for those who um, enjoy trying to see if it connects for you um, in your life at this point in time. So, again, that deck is called the Angels and Ancestors Oracle Cards. If you decide you like those cards, you might want to pick them up. They are one of my favorite decks. Um, and we're going to get started because I'm really excited to bring on our new guest. Again, her name is Catherine Zola. Catherine is, again, a psychic medium, does a lot of work with astrology, hypnotherapy, uh, Reiki work, and shamanic work. It, you, you have a, a lot of hats you wear, Catherine. I want to welcome you to the show, and we're going to let you kind of take the floor and tell us more about you and the work you do and how you got into this work. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, so I started uh, my spiritual journey back in the 80s. And um, I think I happened upon a book of meditation and uh, yoga and thought, oh, I'm going to give it a try. So um as I meditated, I started having some strange experiences that I you know, didn't know what to do with at the time, oh. like uh, uh, spontaneous out of body and uh, remote viewing. And um, I, I grew up in a household where uh, it was okay to see things, which was nice. Uh, we did have a couple of spirits who lived in one of the houses uh, that we lived in when, when I was a child. And my mother was very quick to put us at ease with ah, that's the, just the guy who lives in the closet. Don't mind. Him. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> which was nice, which was a very good thing. Um, back then there wasn't a lot of support for that kind of thing. Uh, so then I, I, uh, e even as a child, I read about astrology and hypnosis, you know, growing up in the California in the sixties and seventies, I, there was a lot of that going on. My mother would go to seances and she took me with her to uh, Silva Mind Control, which is a kind of light um, hypnosis um, kind of healing work. And uh, I was about 10, I think, and they let me participate. So, you know, I started at a young age being very interested in all these kind of things. And 
I feel like they definitely helped me a lot and kept me on a positive uh, path through life. Um, then I, so I, I, I lived in Mexico for a couple of years as a young adult and I learned tarot and continued with the hip, uh, meditation and, and like, and, and then when I moved back, I, um, studied, uh, hypnosis and I was mostly interested in hypnosis as a tool for past life regression. And I didn't actually believe in reincarnation, not fully believed in it. I thought it was interesting and I, I, I hoped it was true. <laughs> and <laughs> I, yeah. And I, and I, and I thought, well, I sort of thought like it might be a collective consciousness memory. And I, you know, so I had different working theories like that. And, um, then as I began to hypnotize people, I realized, no, these are individual memories. They're so clear. And some of the experiences I had remembering some of my past lives were so clear. The memories were more intense than, you know, remembering what I did yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Still can remember them with that kind of intensity. And I just, no, thought, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I've had those experiences. You're right. Once you, once you have one, I explained to people who are really new to the idea of reincarnation and, it is really kind of like having a memory, like remembering something in your older childhood. However, this is, like you said, um, often very more vivid or there's a different feeling about it and different, obviously, maybe surroundings or time periods. So you're right. It, it is. a, It's amazing. And it's, it's definitely a real thing I, for me anyway. <laughs> and hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, people uh, that I've met over the years who, you know, dis- dismiss it, mm-hmm. always, all of them always say, oh, everybody goes back and become, you know, they're to a life where they were Cleopatra. And I said, well, that's funny because I've done hundreds and hundreds of past life regressions and not one person has ever gone back to a life where there were anyone famous, anyone mm-hmm. even with like a, a cushy life. <laughs> And, and I, so it occurred to me early on that, of course, these are our life experiences. And I always ask for guidance for the person to remember the lifetime they need to remember. Mm-hmm. And unfinished business and things that have uh, uh, um, resi- residual karma for this life or resi- residual lessons, whatever. Um, and and I, I tell them, you know, if, if this was people making things up, or, you know, everybody going back to Cleopatra, then then why wouldn't they make up more uh, lifetimes that were a lot more fun? And generally it's, you know, somebody goes back to a life where they were mauled by a bear and they had to figure out what it was like to, you know, go through life disfigured and uh, ostracized by the whole village. And like, why would I, why would I make that up? I would rather be, you know, Maid Marian or, or, yeah. or or something more fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I've actually gotten um, I've actually gotten way past explaining to people. I mean, I I, I guess when you're when you first you know get into reincarnation, it's kind of like you you know uh, you deal with you know people who do have those kind of they they and it maybe they just don't understand it. But I I've gotten past the point where it's almost like I'm more connected with people that really do understand it. It's such a deeper, deeper, much deeper way of understanding the world and understanding why you're here and understanding this isn't your first rodeo. So yeah, it's very, very good practical information that you can derive from past lives that like you said, help you now, whether it's 
karma you're trying to balance, which typically it always is, but many things they can answer about things that feelings that you have about things and why you are a certain way and so many things, health problems and oh my God. But yeah, tell us more about some of the work. I know you do shamanic work and um, yeah, you really, you know, have kind of evolved into a lot of amazing, uh, I love the different disciplines you're doing. Yeah, I, I'm, I've always been very curious and my mother took me to the library every week my entire childhood. So I've always, and, and my astrological chart is all about expansiveness. So oh. I've come here to expand and to grow and to be the biggest self I can be and to help others do that as well. Mm-hmm. So um, hypnosis was that, you know, meditation, first of all, and then hypnosis was the second step into um, consciousness. And it pushed me into a whole open, interesting world of studying about consciousness. And I read the uh, out of body books by Monroe and, um, you know, I grew up reading Edgar Casey and, you know, oh. so, so consciousness studies has really been my focus uh, for, you know, my entire adult and some, some into childhood as well. And, um, well, you don't look real old to me, I guess, cause I'm getting older. I don't know anymore. <laughs> you look very young to me. Can I ask around about what age you are? <laughs> yeah, I'm 58. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah. I was born really? in 62. Yes. Oh my Lord. You know, I, I honest to God, I thought you were like maybe 37 or you, are you serious? <laughs> I can't believe you have such a young and it's almost just more youngish face. Like, oh uh, my gosh, you're run in my family. And I, I also have a Gemini moon. So that, that wow. Helps. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. You and I are literally about the same age. Oh my yeah. God. I can't yeah. believe that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. I, I just thought when I saw your website, I'm like, oh, she's like really young, you know, but <laughs> well, it's funny, you, you mentioned uh, the silver silver learning, the silver method, and that, that is for people out there that don't understand what that is. It's really an old um, way of understanding how the mind works. Uh, way back in the 70s, yeah. it was really very quite popular at that time. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting that, you know, your, you know, your mom kind of was moving in that, you know, kind of work. That's neat. Very neat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So you're also an astrologer. So you've been doing that for a while. That was my, that was my next uh, acquisition after the hypnosis. I became a few years later, I became uh, interested in astrology. I had a friend from Ireland who was a astrologer and uh, she taught a class and I didn't even, you know, I sort of believed in it. I didn't know much about it. And, And she had us learning with our own chart and it blew me away. And I thought, oh my God how is it that this exists and and it's yeah. everyone doesn't know about it because <laughs> it's incredible well, information it's one of the oldest it is one of the oldest uh, disciplines i mean besides you know healing energy work of course is is old too right um, but yeah astrology is one of your oldest disciplines from india and china where you know they say you know basically it originated from so yeah i mean it's hard to believe when you come back into the world again after many incarnations, you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot astrology. It's, you know, so even though, you know, you think it's kind of new, you know, it's, you know, it's really not, you know, it's something that's been around forever. So, yeah, you're just remembering it again, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I am pretty sure I've had lifetimes where I've done um, Chinese and other types mm-hmm. of 
astrology. Um, and and I have Uranus at 29 degrees uh, Leo, which is an, an astrologer configuration. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah, that conjoins mine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, exactly. it's funny because I always say that in other lifetimes, I know I had other lifetimes of captivity. I'm talking, I'm talking way back, some bar barbaric time periods too. Mm -hmm. And I, I know I like literally studied the skies during, during captivity and watching the planets, you know, move. And yeah, so it is, it's really a deep, it's really a, a great guidance, another great guidance, uh, you know, it is really amazing. And um, the way I work with it, it it's, has evolved over the years. And I've always been very interested in Jungian psychology, psychology in general. Uh, but mm -hmm. Jung is sort of, I like Jung because he believed in astrology. And Me too. I loved Jung. And, yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, I, I, I work with astrology in a way that I, I feel like it's a way to integrate our parts. And mm -hmm. Uh, Carl Jung was asked how to, I bring this up because of 2020 and 2021, how challenging they are. Uh, he was asked uh, by someone, how, what can we do? What's the best thing we can do to uh, deal with collective madness like World War II? Mm -hmm. He said the, the thing that we can do is to be as self-actualized as possible. Oh, nice. I love that. Yeah. And, and last year I re I reread, um, uh, Frankel's uh, Man's Search for Meaning, because I just thought, <laughs> just felt like it was time to reread it. And I thought like anybody who can live through a, a, a Nazi concentration camp can um, teach me something about, you know, where we're at and what we're doing now. And I looked at his astrological chart to try to figure out how he was able to have the um, grit and resilience to survive such an experience. And it, that was quite interesting. Uh, but I, I so I, I feel that the astrological uh, birth chart is a, a blueprint that we draw up with help with our uh, spiritual guides in between lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And it draws on where we where we've been, what we've been doing and where we'd like to go. And it incorporates, you know, the people we're going to be uh, uh, in incarnating around and with and all the lessons it's I, I consider it sort of a curriculum but you know that's kind of a serious way to yeah, look at you're it. right it actually really does pinpoint I, I know a, a really great astrologer years ago that was one of my teachers you know it really is um, astrology can really help people pinpoint more closely and accurately and detailed of why they came to earth again and what their strengths and weaknesses are and where they may have some health conditions and there's a variety of amazing information in astrology and a lot of different branches, right? There's right. medical astrology. Oh my gosh. There's so many different branches of astrology, <laughs> but it is, it's an excellent, it actually, I had heard it's really a good tool to use if you're going into therapy because astrology, one thing my astrologer did mention, I th thought it was very important. Astrology can pinpoint the areas really where you're having difficulties, where therapy might take years and years to find it. Exactly. However, astrology will not be able to do that day-to-day -day emotional work that you need to do with a therapist. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was one of the best uh, information pieces she also gave. You know, it does break down the time limit if you're going into therapy, like, oh, okay, this is really kind of, so if you can find an astrologer, you know, who can connect with a therapist or be both, which you know, that's possible. If you're into therapy and you know astrology, that's great. Yeah. But it really can't do the day-to-day -day emotional work. 
So, yeah. Yeah. I have a master's in educational psychology and uh, with a focus on social emotional learning. So mm. um, I, that's so I, you can do both. You can actually well, look at somebody's astrology chart and yeah, and be able to see that kind of stuff and then work through the actual, you know, emotional part of it. That's great. See, that to me would be the best, really. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not a therapist, but I do feel like uh, my psychological understanding is pretty deep and Strangely, I, I attract a lot of therapists as astrology clients. Oh, wow. Wow. And I've been told by them that it's like getting a year's worth of therapy in two hours. Mm-hmm. And at first I was very nervous because I thought, oh, I don't, you know, this was before I had my degree in psychology. And I just thought, like, oh, I, I can't yeah. read. You're, you're an expert and I'm just an armchair. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. yeah but, but it, uh, brings, it brings a whole different, a little bit different of an element to the table, though, right? I mean, when you know astrology, it really does give you a different uh, angle or different, really different way of really understanding what's going on with somebody, you know, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, soul with their soul. So, yeah, and what's coming up for them. And I mean, there's so much, you know, where their wound is. We look at the Chiron for their wounds. So, yeah, I mean, it has so much value. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, I understand you might have been a little bit, but, you know, therapists, they they need help too, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I feel like astrology is a very good diagnostic tool, and um, I've always considered myself a, a, a psychological astrologer. Like you said, there's mm-hmm. many branches, there's many approaches, and I've always used a chart reading as an opportunity for you know personal growth. Mm-hmm. And checking in with our parts. And that is the individuation process and the self-actualization process uh, to re- to figure out, like, how, look at the moon. How are we doing emotionally? How do we do emotions? You know, mm-hmm. um, how are we in our bodies? Do are we in our are we present in our lives? Let's look at Mars, you know, and how do we deal with authority? Do we have any inner authority or do we project it all out? Let's look at Saturn. Um, how? Yeah. How, how developed? Do I have my sense of self? Mm-hmm. That's the sun. It's, you know, it can, and each of these things has a shadow side. And, and also we need to incorporate our shadow and the chart can help incorporate it. And, and now more than ever, I feel 2020, 20, and this year, uh, super important to integrate our shadow and become mm-hmm. as self-actualized as possible as um, to, to get through this difficult time. Oh, I agree. And I, I again I, I do this when people whenever we bring up different disciplines, um, just because I like my audience. For those there's always many people who are maybe new <clears throat> to some of these disciplines, you know, Reiki, astrology, tarot. So again, I just give a short little, you know, um astrology is based on your personal chart of when you were born, the time you were born, the place you were born, and literally the planets in the sky will be in your chart in different pattern formations, um, angling different ways. And every single chart is individual. So no two charts are alike. Even twins charts are different. So I just want to give that backdrop for, again, a lot of my audience who may be new. We have a lot of people that come to my show that really know all about the whole metaphysical world and all the spiritual disciplines. And then, you know, I have a lot of new people. So I like to kind of, I always give that little bit of short understanding of what it is. So when, if you were to get a reading with Catherine, she would pull up your chart according to that information. And then she'll be able to see where your planets are, how they're lined up. 
Um, it's really beautiful. It's one of my favorite disciplines, of course. So yeah, Catherine, this is so exciting. Is there anything new that you're working on these days or anything that you are right now kind of, and I love what you, how you just put the 2021 thing, you know, that we're all kind of really in this completely new moving towards a different kind of a world. So I love how you did, you know, say that that is important to deal with shadow work. Is there anything, you know, personally that you're working with now of, of you know, any anything that you're bringing to the to the table in, in this time period? Uh, I spent a, a good portion of 2020 doing mediumship. It's kind of one of my newer um, acquisitions. I've been studying it for maybe four years now. And last summer I went for uh, for four weeks or two weeks to uh, Arthur Finley School in England. Oh my gosh, that's where I want to go. I already, I already, I already looked into that last year. I'm like, oh my God, that's where I want to go. I can't believe you did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, if anybody, if anybody comes in, I'm open, like any of my grandmothers or. <laughs> it was fun. I, I went for one week. Um, I yeah. spent three months traveling because my, my grandparents are from Scotland. So I, it was sort of a, a ancestral tour and <laughs> they took pictures of them with me. Oh, nice. And I visited, uh, I started out in uh, where my great grandmother was from, and I uh, went up to Scotland, and then my mother's side's from Ireland. So I went over. Okay. Yeah, I have the ancestor line uh, in England. Uh, My my father's mother's uh, side of the family, her parents were right from England. So yeah, Uh, but that's a school I've been wanting to go, which helps you develop more of your mediumship, or if you haven't started. I started doing mediumship years ago, and I love it. But I wanted to go to that school just because it's so, I mean, everything I hear about people that have gone, it's just like really an amazing opportunity. So I'm, I'm working on that just to. Okay, we'll talk. What's that? <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. I took, I took a week of uh, trance mediumship because I've, I've worked with uh, Brazilian spiritual spiritualism um, for many years. I lived in Brazil for two years. I didn't speak Portuguese. I was married. Wow, really? I was married to a Brazilian for a while. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And wow. then, and then I uh, went traveling and then I came back and at the end of my trip, I took another week and it was uh, developing um, confidence in your mm-hmm. mediumship or some, something like that. But yeah. I met a lot of really great people and, um, I keep in contact with a lot of them. I have two uh, intuitive development circles that I, mm-hmm. I teach on Zoom uh, Sundays and Mondays. One of them is a European group and one is uh, an American group. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And it's a lot of fun. We do. Well, maybe you can. Um, how would people, if they wanted to, this is a group that you, where people can come on and watch. So they would learn how to develop their, their ability or. Yeah. It's for people who um, have, have, dabbled in or have some experience it's not for uh rank beginners although i i did have a woman who came for a while <laughs> i think she felt out of her element mm-hmm. uh it, it's you know we do everything from um psychometry to remote viewing to mediumship mm-hmm. and uh reading photos we do some psychic detective work where we look at cold cases we uh, remote view interesting spots like haunted houses or we even went to antarctica and cern so we did oh, nice. some of these nice. body things just to collect information and to see what we 
is going on some places yeah these um insights with the oh it looks like we've frozen a little bit there hang on for one minute Catherine. it just looks like it, it froze fun and it's um Catherine, i'm not sure if you can hear me but you kind of got frozen there um okay okay my bad it looks like you're back on so we missed the last few sentences but that's okay what i was going to say is um how would somebody if, if somebody wanted to get into those groups those particular development groups um would they just go to your website or is that okay so in there uh, tiffany uh, my wonderful manager just put up the uh <laughs> yeah, and I am gonna. We are. I'm gonna have you say it out loud, nice and slow, because I do have an audience in Florida that also listens and doesn't see the visual. So if you could also do that. Sure. My website is astrozola a s t r o z o l a dot com, and my email is on there, and uh, it's catzola nine at gmail dot com. Great, great. Yeah, so I always let my audience know if they uh, didn't catch that. Um, again, it's um, her name's Catherine Zola, and it's uh, www.astrozola.com, but they know they can go to my website, and I will pass that information on to them. My website is imaginepeacenow.com, imaginepeacenow.com, and I will be more than happy to um, send you over Catherine's uh, website also if you did not get it. So, all right, Catherine, give us any more information that you may be um, doing. Um, I'm getting a feeling. I don't know why I want to say this to you, but I'm going to say it to you because it's just a feeling I'm getting all of a sudden. So sometimes things just come through, you know, from the other side. I feel like that there's something that you may want to start doing as far as writing a book. So I don't know if this is something you've been thinking about it or you, you kind of are you know, wanting to put something together. But I almost feel like that's something I'm picking up for you, that there should be like a book. Um, I don't know all of what it's about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. People have been telling me I'm going to write books since I was a teen and it hasn't happened yet. But oh, wow, really? I'm a late bloomer. And, you know, I've, I've written a lot of things and I have a, my undergrad degree is in writing. So and I, I applied for a university in England last year uh, to or 2019 to get my Ph.D. in consciousness studies. And I got in. But between Brexit and COVID, everything fell apart. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, things we all have been having to kind of literally, you know, things are just on the spare of a moment now where people have to rearrange what they were going to, going to do what, you know, what they can do. And, you know, so maybe it is maybe the reason I'm getting it right now is because of this downtime that we, most of us do have that maybe that's why I'm getting that. You might want to start thinking about really some people, you know, get, uh, may have a hard time figuring out how to literally get a book together. Um, it's, it's not as difficult. And I, I, I don't say that meaning um, I know it's easy for me because I've done a couple books and I've, I've done actually many books. Uh, they're not all published. Only a couple are published, but it's not as complicated as sometimes I think people think it is. Mm -hmm. So if you ever decide down the road, you, you know, you want to pick my brain a little bit about, you know, how, how what, what are some ways to get a book started or how does it work? I can give you at least my, my, you know, little short version of, you know, it, uh, because yeah. I just feel like maybe it's time for you to really, you know, um, it's time. I yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, and I believe in, I, I believe in Buddha time, what I call the Buddha time, which means whenever it happens, it happens. And whenever it appears, it appears all, all in Buddha time. Right. 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 Uh, because that's really the way it works. Um, so we are getting, we are at 430. So we still have a good 20, 25 minutes. I know that you prepared a little thing for me, but I want to make sure that we've spoken about maybe all the things first that you want to, you know, share with us before um, you are going to, Catherine is going to give me a little peek into what's called the astrology transits for 2021 and what that means again for my audience who isn't aware of astrology, uh, how it works. Um, when you look at your personal chart with your own planets in it from birth, the planets in the sky are constantly revolving. So what happens is when you're born and you take that first breath, it's almost like a snapshot of the planets at the time of your birth. And then the planets just keep moving around, right? So what we do as astrologers is we look at what's called the transits of where the planets are today at this moment in time or whatever time that the astrologer sets up your chart. The astrologer is able to see where the planets are in the sky today and then they compare it to your personal chart. And that's what tells an astrologer what things are coming up for you, what major changes are happening. Um, so it's really an exciting kind of work. Um, I just want to, you know, put it out there that Catherine is available for many different, um, many different um, services that she offers. You can go to that website we gave um, and, yeah, ask her about all these different things. But, yeah, if you want to do like a little mini 10 minute you know, or whatever you have that you prepare, that way people can maybe see kind of how it works. They may not understand the lingo, which is fine. Some people will, you know, when we talk about Mercury squaring Venus and all that kind of language, you know, the astrology language, um, the astro talk. I tend to leave that out. Uh, oh, because okay. I, because That's I, fine. For the most part, unless when I, most of my clients aren't astrologers, so they don't want to hear, usually they don't want to hear where, you know, like I'm, I'm saying this because I'm seeing that your Venus. Yeah. 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 And it is, it's more of a teaching. It's more of a teaching type thing, you know, for people that want to learn, you know, right. what those things mean. So yeah, either way you want to do it, it's okay with me. I'm open. <laughs> it doesn't matter which way I get the information, you know. Mm -hmm. I, do, I mentioned that there's, there, you know, you mentioned in the book, there's two things that I would be interested in writing about. And uh, at least according to these woo-woo uh, uh, subjects. Yeah. Uh, one of, and they're both, they're two things that I feel like I, I are unique to the way I work. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure other people doing it. I just don't, haven't met any myself. One of them is the way I work with astrology also is I, um, anyone who's had a, a, a very challenging experience like um, an accident or an illness or a, an attack or, uh, you know, a, catastrophe um a crisis I, like a really big crisis yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I look at the chart for the time of that event and i look at it in comparison to their natal chart and all events have meaning and finding the meaning in these catastrophes uh helps us learn from them helps us process them and helps us heal them and I, it's one of my favorite ways of things to do with astrology. So it's, um, I don't really have a name for it, but it's like a catastrophe. Yeah. 
the uh, crisis uh, transit reading, maybe yeah. is a good way of calling it. And then with uh, hypnosis, one of the things I, I've developed in the last five years is I, um, I don't know if you know about near-death experiences that people mm-hmm. have uh, mm-hmm. who are, you know, are clinically ill and they sure. die and come back. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, they come close to dying or, you know, they, they go under the light. So right. it occurred to me, somebody uh, asked me to actually do, I think, um, some hypnosis for uh, a sister of theirs who was sick in the hospital for nine months. And the sister, none of the doctors, she had a whole team of doctors working on her for those nine months. Nobody knew what was wrong with her. Nobody was able to help her. And she was just spiraling downward. And she was, by the time I got to her, she could barely talk. Oh. And she was uh, curling up into a fetal. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she she was skin and bones. She, mm-hmm. I walked in and I just thought, oh, I, I'm here to help her over to the other side. Because sure. clearly there's not anything I can do. Yeah. And I started to hypnotize her. And I had to sit this close to her, her face so I could hear her. And I thought, I'm not going to be able to hypnotize her. She's on all kinds of meds. And it completely worked. And I just asked for guidance. And basically what I wound up doing sort of intuitively was to to guide her through a near-death experience. I had her I had her go to the other side. I had her talk to uh, uh, relatives who had passed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had her ask her higher self what illness she had. And she gave me some scientific name, which I passed on to the doctors. Mm-hmm. Um And we worked, I hypnotized her about five or six times and we worked on um, releasing childhood traumas, uh, just like everything you can imagine and getting more in her body. And I asked her at some point, I said, are you, are you ready to go? Are you, are you wanting to leave earth? Mm -hmm. And um, she had a six year old daughter and then she didn't want to leave because she wanted to watch her grow up and be there for her daughter. And I told her, I said, okay, uh, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to be around, you're going to have to really get behind that decision. Right. <laughs> cellular, on a cellular level, on a energetic level, vibrational level, on an emotional level, on every level possible, you have to get solidly behind that decision. And I worked with her with hypnosis to get, behind, you know, to fortify mm-hmm. that decision. And um, she, uh, was released hospice mm-hmm. by the doctor. Wow, really? And I continued to go and visit her and hypnotize her. I think we did maybe six or seven sessions. And she is still alive today. This was five years, six years wow. later. Wow, wow. She, she can sit up. She can feed herself. She uncurled out of the fetus position. Wow. She can walk with a walker. And this is a woman who's, I think, a little younger than me. So, um, so she's still alive. She's been able to see her daughter get older. Now her daughter's probably a preteen mm-hmm. and you know, I, I didn't do it. She did it. Yeah. <laughs> she did all of it. Well, of course, of course. Yeah. However, you're, you were the vessel that would and being, being guided to help her. So no mm-hmm. doubt it's always the person that heals basically helps their own healing. Right. Exactly. But there are, thank God, people like you that do that kind of work that help aid in it. And that's 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 the work, right? That's the work that yeah. we do. That's yeah. the work that we choose. And that's the work that we feel guided by. And, yeah, it's always coming from the other side. But, yeah, excellent yeah. story. I love that. Wonderful. Yeah. 
and I feel like this is sort of um, as much as I'm interested in reincarnation and past lives, I have a lot of fun doing that. And, and I feel like it helps expand people to have an experience of a past life because you, you begin to start to think of yourself in a different way. Like, Oh, I'm not just this person. Exactly. This life. Exactly. I'm in mm-hmm. And much larger. Yes. Yeah. But, I, I think that's why I enjoy it too. The past lives. It yeah. really makes you realize, wow, you know, how yeah. do you really think that in one lifetime you could possibly really get everything, you know, basically, you know, what, what you feel you need to know or what you should be doing. I mean, it's funny when you think about it, but we're going to jump into the reading because we don't have a whole lot of time left. Okay. So we're going to get started, and then when you're done, whatever you're going to share, we want to give your website one more time so people can connect with you, okay? Excellent, sure. And thank you, by the way, in case I forget to thank you. (laughs) All right, so I have your chart here. I also have your progress chart, Um, so I'll be looking at both of those. And I also did an astrology tarot uh, throw just to – I'm just going to look at a little bit of each with each. Nice. Nice. I like that. Yeah. So, um, so 2021 for all of us is challenging because of uh, what Uranus and Mars has been doing and what Saturn and Jupiter, uh, Pluto, Neptune, especially for those of us in America. Um, So overall, what these planets are asking from us is to become as authentic as possible just to live our most authentic lives. You know, there's a lot of talk about getting back to normal. And I, and I, I ask, was normal working for you? Like mm-hmm. on a deeper level, now's the time to ask that question and not go back to it if it wasn't <laughs> or to make changes to it if need be. So Uranus wants us to be, to make changes uh, that work, you know, better for us as individuals in an authentic way and also collectively so mm-hmm. that, society itself runs better so that we work and play well together. Mm-hmm. Um, Neptune is, <laughs> has been, Neptune has been in its own sign since I think 2008 or nine. Mm-hmm. And it's been causing, especially I think last year, it really kicked in uh, what I would call a collective psychotic break. And uh, it's intensifying confusion and the inability to get a bead on reality. Mm-hmm. And I believe the reason for that is uh, to wake us up from narratives that don't function and that have never been true and that we should maybe re- rethink and reconsider. So Neptune is asking us to be more creative with the narratives that we write for ourselves as individuals and again, collectively. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for you, um, uh specifically so all right i have to talk about some more general things pluto has been uh for the united states specifically um asking us to rethink monetary systems and how we think about money and power and uh how money is power and how we spend it how we get it what we give up to get it so all of these things uh are asking us to take a hard look at our own lives and, you know, think about how we deal with possessions and money and, and how empowered are we? And are we using possessions or money to compensate for a lack of real energy and a real power? Mm -hmm. And uh, to come up with a system that's also, again, um, 
less about all the money being in a little few people's hands and the rest of us, you know, struggling to survive. And Pluto in uh, late degrees of Capricorn is asking us to restructure the mm-hmm. whole monetary system. So that's happening. Uh, but we have to be careful to guide that in the direction that's going to work for us. The same with your uh, Uranus. So, mm-hmm. you know, the age of Aquarius, people are very, um, uh, there's a lot of debate about when the age of Aquarius is actually happening. And it, it, it's not, it's, it's like winter. Winter doesn't just happen one day and suddenly it's winter. It, yeah. it out of the, you know, fall and into winter and it takes, you know, weeks and weeks to get into winter. Yeah, it's a gradual, it's a gradual thing. Yeah, and it's the age of Aquarius and we're already, we're already transitioning. I'm pretty sure we're not out of the age of Pisces yet. And I can feel yeah. the blend of age of Pisces and the age of Aquarius because there's still the, um, the, the, the victimization thing happening with Pisces, the, the uh, religion issue is still happening with the age of Pisces and, um, and also the age of Aquarius is definitely on its way. And we can see that with like flying vaccines, which is uh, Bill Gates has um, funded mm-hmm. the genetic modification of mosquitoes mm-hmm. in order to deliver vaccines, which mm-hmm. makes my head want to explode. <laughs> but so this is an example of the shadow of the age of Aquarius. And, you know, for years since the 60s, we've been hearing, yay, age of Aquarius. And certainly, yes, it could be very lovely. So could have the age of Pisces been. But uh, collectively, we tend to not do things on the nicer end we tend because we're all a bunch of people who are haven't been doing the personal work and so we're just one big shadow collective shadow so the age of aquarius shadow is genetic modification um vaccines that haven't been tested given to people um it's tech uh you know the lack of uh, privacy and surveillance tech you know no uh, privacy anymore than being data mined and you know it's it's even some of the censorship that's happening so so a aquarius and uranus are change and so in order to properly direct where we want this change to happen we have to be agents of change but we can't do that unless we're empowered self-actualized doing the work and living our most authentic lives and mm-hmm. then we can be a force of change for the positive in the world. Right. So uh, one last thing, Saturn, we, we need to integrate our own Saturn because we need to listen to our own inner authority rather than to project it onto a government. And then, you know, like vote in somebody and ask, then ask the person, Oh, can I marry anyone I want? Or can I, you know, do this or that? So we're, we're handing over our power. Government mm-hmm. general is us projecting the father archetype and handing over that power instead of owning it and listening to our inner authority and knowing that we can behave responsibly and with integrity and we don't need the government, you know, right. Right. That we can actually really, once we really get into understanding really who we are as a people in in the world, and I'm talking collectively, you know, we, I I do believe we'll, we'll we'll learn more and more how to govern, um, you know, that we can be responsible and govern ourselves more and more. Again, I don't think we're there yet either. But we don't have much time left. So I don't know if you want to right. jump in too many. So yes, yes, yes. So so how these collective themes or general themes play out in your own uh, life has been, uh, I, I'd say, currently um, for 
a while now, Uranus and Mars are in your first house. So I, I feel like you're doing things in a more uh, courageous way. You have more energy you're putting into projects, um, figuring out how to do things in a new way, less concerned with, uh, you know, what people might think than maybe in the past. Um, and not letting people pull you off track or into some other direction, uh, having overly um, too much, uh, uh, you know, say in what you do. So you're you're doing that more um, independently, I should say. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. And you've you've had um, you've had Venus and Saturn going through your tenth house, so that's. Uh, I would say you've been restructuring for at least mm, a year and a half to two years, how you do your career. You're, you, mm -hmm. and that probably includes relationship has changed. I would say uh, I know that you've moved. So definitely a move. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like those two are heading towards giving you more uh, self-confidence in, in how you work. And mm -hmm. um it's a, yeah, courage just to, to know your self-worth and to put yourself out there more. Um, so Neptune, Neptune has been uh, working on you, uh, helping you heal your primary wounds. Uh, I'd say starting back in 2009, approximately, I, when Neptune was on your Chiron, uh, this was, you know, Chiron is the primary wound that you inherit from your parents and from your childhood experience, but also it's, you know, comes from residue of past lives. Mm -hmm. um, so Neptune, it has been helping you figure out how to heal that and, and uh, using spiritual energy. Um, the other thing with Uranus and Neptune is I feel like your mediumship and your ability to channel. I don't know if you channel, but I feel like with Uranus, I can't believe you're touching on that. Yeah. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say and I'll tell you. <laughs> Uranus has been in your um, in your first house for a bit. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like since it's been in there, you've really focused on that channeling. And even if it's sounds like you've been actually doing channeling, but even it, it's just like that electric energy that just sort of tap into that's the well. and know what's going on. And that's the beauty of well, it's actually, it's interesting. You mentioned, I, I do think it's probably Uranus, but I think it's also the Neptune that's moved into my sign of Pisces in the 12th house. Mm -hmm. um, I am going to be starting channeling work um, where I'll be channeling. Um, I've got a great teacher that I love. And so, yeah, that's something that's new on my horizon. I'm really excited about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And Neptune's about to go into your twelfth uh, house, so that's going to just uh, continue mm -hmm. to um, lead you down that path of, you know, maybe more mediumship, more channel. Mm -hmm. And the actually, um, I don't know which uh, system you're doing, but it's actually already in my twelfth. I have a uh, intercepted uh, houses. I don't uh, know if you work with intercepted houses or no. I do. I use the um, uh, Coke. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because I have actually the sign of Pisces and Aries uh, in my 12th. Mm -hmm. um, and then my Libra and my Virgo is in my sixth house. So, yeah. But, right. yeah, that's right on. Okay. What else do you have? We have about three more minutes before we have to wrap up. 
Okay. Um, so your, your progress chart uh, shows that um, your progress sun has been in Scorpio for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, about to, in about five or six years, it looks like um, it's going to move into Sagittarius. And I think you're going to feel a, uh, an amazing change when that mm-hmm. happens. It's just mm-hmm. gonna, it's just gonna change everything about uh, how you feel about um, relating to other people, and um, I, I think also just it's also gonna be a very expanding uh, time as well for you to just expand out even more into all that you are. Um, and that's true. That is true. If, if it's according to what I see coming, yeah, that would be true. And especially, if it's I know it's leaving. Uh, I know my progress chart pretty well, and I know my son's moving into Sag down the road. So that would be true of what I'm working on right now. Very much more expansive at that point in time, and travel too. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've been working on uh, reconfiguring um, how you do relationships, and mm-hmm. um, that's going to continue to improve. And that this last twenty uh, some years has been about going really deep with. Mm-hmm of how you understand yourself in relationship to others, mm-hmm. how you um, can feel vulnerable and um, connect with somebody on a deep spiritual level. Mm-hmm. That's all been an intensification period. And once it moves into Sagittarius, it's going to be like, oh, oh, I agree. I'm telling you what, well, most people don't know about my life. I mean, I've spent most of my life in an elemental hospitals for the last 30 years, actually from, 19 years old until I was about 53, 54. So, yeah, um, the word intense doesn't even come close. <laughs> but it is. I know that's a word for Scorpio, and, and my progressed son is in Scorpio. It's yeah. been a very long life and very transformational and very deep and very painful, but very interesting. Um, I am definitely not choosing it again. I knew on the other side I was just going to do this one time. Yeah. This particular type of life, and I'll be done with it. So, yeah, I'm going for the gold. But I want to thank you. That was very informative, and we do have to wrap up. Yeah, oh, let me your your progressed moon has been in Pisces, and um, it's going to be moving out soon, and that will help a lot as well. Great. Yeah, you and I can talk more personally about that. That, that yeah. would be great. And anybody that is, you were just right on about so many things, and, of course, there's so much more. Um, again, it's it's a little bit more time consuming and you know it's something that you really want to get into a heavy conversation with i could go on and on about some of the things you've already touched on i want to thank you for that Catherine. and there's Catherine's website again for those that you want to get in contact with her it's www.astrozola.com and um i can't say enough about uh, just having you on the show. And, and most of my guests know that we, I usually do repeat guests because I like people to get to know my guest. So I want to thank you, Catherine, and we will be talking again soon. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. me. I am so happy. Okay. So I want to thank again, all of you for being at, on my show today and, and visiting with us. I just love uh, people that are doing the work that they love, that they're passionate about. For me, that's what this is all about. It is why we're here. It is why we uh, continue to hopefully keep moving forward uh, because we want to see the world change. We want to be able to, you know, really connect and understand um, who we are and, 
what we're doing. Um, we only have another minute, so I'm going to wrap this up pretty quickly, and I'm going to pull another card. This card is from the deck called Blessed Be. It's one of my other favorite decks. So all this deck is is a blessing. Um, so we're just going to give the short message. What we got was a blessing for a mother, which is very interesting due to um, what's happening with my own mother at this point in time. But this is a blessing for a mother and for all mothers. Um, I'm just going to read it kind of quick. It says, a blessing for a mother so that she knows and deeply understands the sacred and challenging path she walks and appreciates the state and the rights of motherhood evolve just as her child will grow and change into their own true self. So that's the message today for all mothers out there. Uh, if you want to hear that again, you can feel free to contact me from my website that Tiffany just put up for me. Thank you, Tiffany, again. Um, so yes, if, uh, you want to keep following us along, um, and enjoy the show, please, again, if you want to donate, um, go to Goldilocks Productions, um, uh, that, that you can find on, I think on the Goldilocks Production page, you can check that out and there's a donate button there for Venmo. Um, and there Tiffany's got it up and running again. So, um, yeah, this is exciting. I will put you on a list for a reading for a, a future show. So thank you again. Um, I, I just love uh, coming on each week and bringing a special guest. So I hope you have a great day. And as always, follow the path that's so divine for you, designed for you. Take care. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic perks. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.